Man, it is getting busy, isn't it? All the Christmas season hustle and bustle, and uh, I know every folks are preparing for however you're going to do your family Christmas this year, and uh, folks are taking precaution. For all of you who are here today, thank you so much for being here. Uh, those of you who are watching via our live stream, we love you, uh, and, and we hope you're staying safe, and, and uh, hope that you are uh, going to be receiving the word just like we are here. Uh, we're having a good time, so uh, but but you know everyone needs to do kind of what they need to do to be comfortable during this pandemic season. We're going to get through this, and uh, I've been hearing some good news about some of the vaccines uh, coming just around the corner and stuff. So uh, if you can kind of cut through all the crazy political mess that goes on 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 news to try to actually hear the medical people speaking, uh, I, I think we've got some good things on the horizon. So, uh, And the Lord's, the Lord's taking care of us. So, uh, Man, we had a good time the last couple of nights. We did some caroling. Uh, it's, it was unique caroling. It was drive-by caroling. Uh, now, we didn't have to go do any drive-bys. They drove by us. And uh, we stood out there and sang. I want to thank uh, LaVon and, and her tribe for coming. And, and also, thank y'all for being here, Johan. Love you, man. Uh, but but uh, they, they, uh, they were the only ones out of all of us that knew how to harmonize. So the rest of us just tried to kind of do our best. And uh, let me tell you, when you're standing there caroling for two hours, you just start trying to pull out any, you know, we had a list of Christmas songs. And after a while, you get, uh, you know, uh, after a while, you get tired of Christmas songs. Isn't that a horrible thing to say already? <laughs> man, it makes me sound like a Scrooge. I really don't, you know. I'm ready for this night. I don't want it to be a silent night anymore. Let's make some noise here or something. But, uh, you know, when, when, you, when you start pulling out Feliz Navidad and Meli Kaliki Maka, you're scrapping the bottom of the barrel when you're caroling. But uh, uh, we had fun. And, folks, uh, it, was, it was good to see smiles on people's faces. And I think folks just really appreciate it. Someone just trying to make an effort to have some Christmas, you know, and, and uh, for us to be able to be a part of that was, was a blessing. Um, it, it, it did kind of work our voices over, two nights of it, <laughs> so uh, I promise I won't, I won't try to croon for you today. Um, but, but matter of fact, I just want to spread a little Christmas cheer uh, a little bit here. Uh, first of all, 15 years ago today, and... and uh, Sophie, if you're watching via the stream, I love you. 15 years ago today, uh, I, I wear a lot of hats in life, but probably the best hat, you know, one of my, I, I've got two hats that, that are my favorite hats to wear, right? You know, because we all wear hats, you know, whatever you are on your job and whatever you are, you know, at church or your family or this and that. Uh, but for the first probably three or four years that I lived here in the neighborhood, all the kids knew me as either one of two things, and it depended on who they were friends with. It was either Sophie's dad or Lily's dad. And actually, those are probably my two favorite titles that I get to wear. But it was always, Lily's, Lily's dad, can Lily come out and play? Or Sophie's dad, can I come spend the night? Or, and, uh, you know, so. Uh, but 15 years ago today, I got to be, become a dad. And uh, Sophie is 15 already. My baby girl is 15. I don't know what in the world's going on. I just seemed like I was just holding her in my arms. So, but I'm proud, Sophie, if you're watching, I am proud of you, and I love you, and uh, you, you are, you make me a better man, that's for sure. Uh, and was the, she was the, the most, um, 
low maintenance child I have ever been around. I mean, I've got nieces and nephews and, you know, all the children's ministry, youth ministry I've done. This Sophie was the lowest, and still is, for the, really, for the most part. There's not... So, and then when I adopted Lily, man, God said, no, I'm, I'm, I've saved it all for Lily. And, and, uh, and Lily's proud of that. Man, she, she wears that badge of honor. I'm going to spread some Christmas cheer. What is Christmas without some dad jokes, right? Y'all ready for some dad jokes? Everybody loves dad jokes. What kind of cars do Santa's elves drive? Drive. Santa elves drive. What kind of cars do Santa's elves drive? Toyotas. Ah, JJ1, winner, winner, chicken dinner. How many presents can Santa fit in an empty sack? One, because after that, he's, it's not empty anymore. <laughs> what's the best Christmas gift the person who has everything? Or what's the best Christmas gift for the person who has everything? What's the best Christmas gift for the, of the person that has everything? A burglar alarm. <laughs> Why did Santa's helper feel sad? He had low self-esteem, or low elf-esteem. Man, I messed that up. Oh, I'm a horrible dad. All right, what does a gingerbread man use to keep his bed warm? A cookie sheet. <laughs> All right. One last one. See, I'm, I'm doing this that way my sermon comes across really good because I'm like, you set the bar low and you go up from there. A couple is wa- walking through St. Petersburg Square in Russia on Christmas Eve when they start to feel something wet fall on their faces. I think it's raining, says the man. No, it's snowing, replies the woman. How about we ask this communist officer here? He's always right, the man insists. Officer Rudolph, is it raining or snowing? Definitely raining, Officer Rudolph replies before walking off. The man turns to his wife with a smile. See, Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear. <laughs> All right, I better stop on that one while I'm ahead. I know. Man, it's been a hard year. Been a hard year. (laughs) Oh, week two of our Advent series. Week two. Advent means the arrival, the expecting. uh, When when you are waiting and expecting for, for someone extremely important, someone of relevance to show up. And that's why we celebrate Advent, is to acknowledge and bring back to our own meditation the true meaning of Christmas. We are expecting the Savior, expecting the Messiah. Now, he's already come in the physical to fulfill his, uh, his plan and fulfill the word of God and the promise of God and to reconcile us back to the Father. But he is the word, as Kate read at the top of the service, uh, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was, God, was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh. That's Christ Jesus. The word of God has become flesh. So if we are expecting Christ to do some things in our life, that means that his word is going to do some things in our life. 
And uh, so this coming year, my, my prayer for you is that the word of God will illuminate and bring revelation to you as, you as you learn to study it, as you grow hungry to study the word of God. Uh, we, we have uh, kicked into our men's and women's Bible study uh, several weeks back and have had a consistent showing of those who come. But a lot of people go, oh, Bible study, and they just start, you know, they just kind of glaze over. No, if, if you can get into it, and you'll start seeing the life that it brings. On uh, Matter of fact, we, we should have wrapped up the men's Bible study a week ago, uh, but they wanted to keep going. And, and these are men that are getting up early. Saturday morning, they're coming over to my house, 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, from 78, men, men, if, if I, I want to encourage you, if you can, get out of bed. I don't care if you're still in your jammies. I don't care if you still got bed head and eye boogers, all that stuff. I don't care. Morning breath, I don't care. Look, I got coffee. I'll hide it for you. Um, <laughs> but come on over. And, and get into the word. And it's because there's, we're, we're diving into the word and it's rich and it's deep and it's life-giving and, it's, and it changes and transforms us. That's what's exciting about the Advent season. We're talking about the birth of Christ or the birth of the word in our life. And it's something that can take place annually for us and even daily. Last week, we learned our first point of meditation as we walk into this Advent season that will culminate on Christmas Eve out at the park, 5 p.m. out at Inspiration Park. If you were here last year, it was a beautiful, beautiful service. Uh, if you can take some time out on Christmas Eve, it doesn't take long. Uh, it gets dark pretty quick. We get those candles lit, and we just worship the Lord as a family one more time uh, before we go about Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and all that good stuff. But, but it'll culminate that night. Last week, our first point of meditation was hope, if you remember. And we learned that hope is actually part of God's plan. He says, I know my plans for you. It's plans, to, plans for a future and to give you a hope, to give you hope. That's part of God's plan for you. Well, if God's got a plan for me, I want to make sure that I am prepared to receive that plan. I want to make sure I don't miss it. You know, oftentimes we ask God to answer our prayers or we ask God for help and he sends help all around us, but because he ain't showing up the way that we think he should show up or the way we're expecting him to show up, we, we can miss it. But if we can begin to prepare our hearts and prepare our minds, as, as Ryan was even saying, I love, I love what he said, where he had us actually talk to our hearts. Say, heart, prepare yourself. Because I thought, man, that lines right up with the word today. Uh, the Moore family, thank you guys so much for lighting our candles today. That was your initiation. Right, so like you know, uh, we ran out of water tattoos, so we just said, okay, we're gonna make y'all like light your candles with your kids, and if you make it through that, then all right, we got you. So, but I'm gonna echo the uh, scripture that they read from Isaiah chapter 40, verses three and five, three through five, and it was funny because Jesus actually referenced John the Baptist and used this scripture, but listen, listen to the the prophetic word of Isaiah and helping us to prepare to receive God's plan, to prepare for his presence in our life, to prepare for his work and his will to manifest in our life. Isaiah chapter 40, starting with verse 3, a voice of one calling, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, 
and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, I love this because he instructs us, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God's saying this. He's saying, prepare, prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare yourself for me. Get ready. You know, those of you, if you've caught T.D. Jakes, he'll get excited and he'll say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He gets all excited, right? That's what he's saying. Get yourself ready. Matter of fact, that first phrase, prepare the way for the Lord. We are instructed to prepare. It means, the word prepare means make ready for use. So get yourself ready to be used by God and prepare a way or a path. Where at? In the wilderness, in the uncultivated, uninhabited, and inhospitable regions of your heart. We've got the area of our heart that we let everybody see. But then there's the lonely, cold places that we don't even, we don't even want to go frequent in our heart. There's those regions that we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to connect with yet. And he's saying, no, hey, prepare a path. Get that area ready to be used because I'm about to use the pain that you suffered this last year. I'm about to use the disappointment you went through five years ago. I'm about to use that failing that you experienced. You make a path and get it ready for me. Why? Because I'm gonna use it for my glory. I'm gonna turn it around and the, and the worst day of your life will become one of the greatest days of your anointing that you're gonna operate in but you've got to get it ready. Make ready that way. How do we make straight, he says? Or in other words, how do we make it direct? How do we make it straight? What is it supposed to be? He calls it a highway. A highway is a primary road connecting two locations. God is wanting us to make a straight highway to connect his promise that we talked about last week, this game plan that he has that has hope. He says, get it ready. Declutter your lives. Get the obstacles out of the way. Make a straight or direct highway, a primary road in our desert, in our barren places, the places that you've given up on because it's borne no fruit for you. The places that you finally just got discouraged and said, I, I don't know. I was hoping something would come, in that, come, come from that part of my life, but it just, it's just not going to happen. God said, no, 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 get it ready. Clear it out. Clear the path. He goes on to say, every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain will be filled. That's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is compared to uh, water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Spirit. The wonderful thing about water if you're going to compare the Holy Spirit to water, water is always pulled to the lowest place. You know, we can actually get from here to the other side of the shore and we never have to hit rock bottom, do we? We can hop on a boat. Why? Because we got water leveling the plane. That's something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always be drawn to the lowest place in your life. It'll always be drawn to your barren places, your wilderness, your uninhabited places. He said, hey, the valley's... They're going to they're be made level. And then he said, the mountains, the mountains are going to be pulled down flat. We, we've talked about that quite a bit this year. 
How do you deal with a mountain in your life? A mountain represents something you can't see over, you can't see around, you can't see through. It's too big to get a hold of, too big to grasp. Jesus said to speak to it. Speak to it. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. And he said, and if you, when you speak it, if you believe it, it will happen. If you'll have faith in the word of God, that mountain's going to be laid low. Goes on to say, the rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain. Have you ever felt like your life is just rough and full of obstacles? Why? Because there's all, life has a way of leaving a lot of carnage around. He's saying, clear it out declutter. Whatever it is that's getting in the way of your life, get it ready, get it ready, get it ready. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Why? Because I've got a plan for you, and it involves a future and hope. We learned about it last week, but he puts the responsibility on us to prepare, to get ready for that. Why? If we do things, is it going to change God? Is it going to make him want to bring about this plan? No, he already wants to bring about the plan, but it's going to change us so that we align with his word so that we can receive his plan. When it starts happening, our low points will be elevated. Our mountains, our lofty challenges will be brought low. The rough and rugged places of our lives will be smoothed out. And then he goes on finally to say, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We are promised if we'll prepare our hearts, as Ryan told us to do today, and as the Moore family, and as, as Nikki said here and read from her devotional about the preparation of our hearts, if we'll prepare our hearts, then he's promised us to encounter a revelation of his glory, a life-changing experience in his presence. So that's what I want to briefly discuss with us today, three ways that you can prepare yourself this Christmas season, this Advent season. Three ways that we can prepare ourselves and prepare our hearts. Now, there's probably other ways. These three ways are going to keep me occupied between now and Christmas. I trust, promise you that. The first one, choose to forgive. Choose to forgive. Mark chapter 11, verse 25, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. It's rather hard to receive the promises and the blessings and the fulfillment of the plan of God in your life if you've not forgiven someone. And all of us, if we seek and search our hearts enough, there's somebody that we just need to release from the responsibility of hurting us and harming us. And it's not always easy, is it? Because sometimes it doesn't seem like the person really deserves it. You know, hey, I, I'm going to be the first one to admit, number, first of all, as a pastor, I'm, I'm a flawed pastor. I'm as human as they come. And the last 19 months of my life have, has taught me a huge lesson on forgiveness. And there are days I think I've knocked it out of the park and I've conquered forgiveness. And I, but I'm going to be honest with you. There are days that I fail miserably at this. But one thing I've come to learn that has helped me is forgiveness isn't always for the sake of them that have hurt us. You forgive for your sake. And really releasing them, you're releasing yourself. Ah, but they are nasty as a snake. Maybe. But let me tell you something. You grab a snake by the tail, 
if you let him go, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help the snake. It's going to help you a whole lot more, isn't it? The Bible says that for, your, for the sake of your prayers being answered. Anyone got any prayers you're praying? If you want them answered, you got to forgive. You got to let it go. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. It's not our job to get even. It's not our job because we can't handle it. We're horrible judges, aren't we? Something as simple as we'll judge something as, oh, this is the worst thing on the planet. And then 10 years later, we look back and go, woo, I'm glad that happened to me. It turned out that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, we're a horrible judge. <laughs> God's like, no, I'll take care of this sentence. Vengeance is mine. You have a right to get mad. You can be angry. You can be hurt. And then you got to get over it. Let it go. Forgive. Choose to forgive. The next, choose to have an attitude of gratitude. Now, we say it a lot, but it's actually really powerful. From Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Man, that right there will preach all on its own. Don't worry about how much? Anything. You know what anything means in the Greek? Anything. <laughs> Don't worry about, that's a pretty all-inclusive word. What are you worried about today? Hey, I'm preaching to myself, so don't, don't feel bad. What are you worried about today? He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. There's nothing wrong with letting God know, having a conversation with him about where you're at and what you need and crying for help and anything else you need. But then turn around and begin to thank him for what he's already done in your life and for what he's already provided. Does that change God? No, it changes us. Because all of a sudden it sets me free in life. If I'm whining too much, all of a sudden I stop and I start looking around and I see everything that he's provided for me in my life and all the way he's taking care of me. And I can just begin to Feel gratitude. Matter of fact, you can't even get into his presence without gratitude, without thanksgiving. You know, if you even want to get to his house, before you can get into his yard, if you want to get into his gates, you got to have a gratitude. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. So if you even want to take a step toward God, just to go knock on his door, it's got to start with gratitude. So choose to forgive today and choose to have gratitude. It'll prepare your heart. Finally, choose to praise him. Choose to praise him. Choose to lift him up. We praise all kinds of things in our life, even when you start fussing about your problems. And if you spend half the day talking about your issues, well, guess what? You're giving them praise. You're giving them airtime. You're giving them brain power. But choose to acknowledge him and praise him. Psalm chapter 90 feet, 95, verse, verses 1 and 2. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. I love that. Man, that denotes a lot of noise. Sometimes I love noise because it means life and energy. 
You know, a lot of us come to church and we're, you know, we, we, we get saved and we just got to, all of a sudden we think we got to be calm and cool. You know, look, man, when you get saved, you don't, you don't have to stop dancing when you get saved. You just switch partners, right? You know? Thank you, Ryan. That's good preaching. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to. Man, some of y'all got nervous there. Don't, oh my gosh, don't talk about dancing. It leads to beer. Shh. Right? <laughs> or yeah. Or what? <laughs> so, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to stop smoking. Now you're on fire. When, when God, man, the Bible says it's like fire. Shut up in my bones, the Holy Spirit. You know? Now, now you get to drink some new wine, the Bible calls it, the Holy Spirit. Man, the Holy Spirit will take you to places no, no synthetic drug will ever take you in the presence of God. He is worth praising. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Man, that's some cool stuff. Some of you have a heart attack if somebody literally did this in church. Some of y'all that grew up in the first church of the frigid air, man, I know, I know how that is, right? But hey, he's worth getting excited about. He's worth praising. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. The word psalm actually means a sacred song. You know, we, we consider the songs that, that are listed out in the book of Psalm to be sacred. Really, something sacred is something that just comes from deep within a very sacred place in your heart. Have you, ever, have you ever just gotten alone with God and began to just sing something to him, just, just expose something so sacred and so, so uh, hidden within your heart and you just allow it to express itself? Just begin to praise him. I want to challenge. That's your homework this week. Number one is to forgive. Number two is to have, start having gratitude for everything that's around you. Next time you feel like fussing about something, start, just, just tell yourself. You may have to talk to your heart the way Ryan did and say, heart, we're not going to gripe right now. You're, you're going to give some gratitude. Find something to thank God for. And then begin to praise him. Why? Because when you praise him, you're telling your heart and your mind, you're acknowledging who he is in your life. As you thank God for all he has done for you, also praise him for who he is. You have, think about it, you have access to Elohim, the creator of the universe. You have access to him. And he is interested in you. We talked about that plan last week. Praise him for being Jehovah Jireh. You remember all the name calling we did a few weeks ago? Praise him for being Jehovah Jireh. That's your provider. Praise him for being Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Praise him for being Jehovah Shalom, your peacemaker. Praise, praise is an excellent way to express that you know who God is and you acknowledge his presence and work in your life. That's the third piece of homework. Praise him this week. At some point, I don't care how you want to do it, how you want to express it, whether you want to throw your hands up in your house, whether you want to sit in silence, whether you want to sing it out in your car, say, well, I, don't, I, I can't sing. All of you sing in your car. All of you sing in the shower. Stop, stop lying to yourself. I don't care what it is. You got to grab your, grab your hairbrush as your microphone, whatever you got to do, and just begin to sing to him. Make a joyfulness. Say, I don't sing very good. Well, he's the only audience you got. 
Make a joyful noise to him and let him know how powerful and awesome he is and you acknowledge that in your life. And I'm telling you, what, what's gonna happen is you'll start aligning your heart and preparing your heart to receive Christ, the word, into your life. Before this year is out, I need the word to be birthed afresh in my life to prepare me for 2021. I don't care about you know, what pandemic is out there. We may face another pestilence next year for all we know, but I know this, going into 2021, whatever he has planned is gonna be good because he's gonna be there waiting on us. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread, the Bible says. He's gonna take care of us. His kingdom is not affected by pandemics. It's not affected by who's in the White House. It's not affected by who's governing anywhere else in the world. His kingdom is remains. It was here long before we were here. It'll be here long after we're gone. And that's where I want to live next year, right in the middle of his kingdom. Let's all stand. If I can get the musicians to come back up. Father, I thank you. You're not going to fail us today. You've never failed us. And we're going to praise you. Lord, we forgive those. Help us to forgive those who we feel have harmed us You've been so merciful to us. And to whom much is given, much is required. You've given us great mercy. So teach us to show great forgiveness, mercy, and grace in our own lives toward others. Lord, we just are so thankful. You've provided so much for us. Every single one of us sitting in, in your presence today, you've given us a perfect record at overcoming difficult days and challenging days because here we are, proof of it. And Lord, we just praise you today. We lift your name above all names. You are Lord, and you are victorious, and you are our warrior God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. amen. Let's sing one more song and praise together as a family.